0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. The last few days we've been talking about the Arab-Israel conflict. Why is it that the uh, Arabs are always fighting the Jews and uh, the conflict there in the Middle East over this piece of land who has the title deed to it? According to God, according to the Word of God, uh, what does it say? Well, we've been talking about that here for the last few days, what we call the title deeds. We covered the first and second title deed. And we're in the third title deed, and things really expand. In the second one, we, we know very clearly that the land of Cana belongs to the seed and the children of Isaac, not Ishmael. Ishmael has been rejected very clearly, in chapter 17 of Genesis. And when we get to the third title deed, things really expand because we have bigger boundaries than just the land of Canaan. We have to the north, we've got Lebanon, uh, that's the northern boundary. To the west, we've got the, uh, the, 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 the Sea of Egypt, the Nile, and, the, and then on the east side, We've got the Euphrates River, which takes us all the way over into Iraq. The southern border is the wilderness. And according to your maps, you have that little V-shaped, bit of desert wilderness that you call the Peninsula of Sinai. But we've been talking yesterday that the Jews not only walked there, but they walked further. They walked into Midian. Where Moses was when he fled Egypt, he went to Midian. Where, where is Midian? It's, not, uh, it's on the other side of the Red Sea, the aquaba. There are two fingers of uh, bodies of water. The suez, which is the left finger. Then the right finger is the aquaba. And to the right of it is Midian. And that's where Moses was when he kept the flocks of Jethro. And it was there that he came to the burning bush. And we had to stop there in yesterday's broadcast. And let's continue on in this because things get, you know, get really interesting here. I'm going to read out of Exodus chapter 3, but we're going to read the parallel passage in the New Testament from Acts chapter 7 because we get a little bit more information in the book of Acts that the book of Exodus leaves us with some questions, but the, they're clearly answered for us in the book of Acts. And so when we start in Exodus chapter 3, we find this, verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And again, Midian is in in uh, Arabia. So on the... Northwest side of Arabia, just below it would be Mecca, just uh, in between there would be Medina, the two of the holy cities of Islam. Okay, so he's clearly in Arab country at this point. And so he kept the flock of Midian on the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God. And we continue reading, we get down to uh, verse number 7. And we find the burning bushes there. And God says, I want you to go to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. But when we come down to verse number 12, something interesting is said. And we've missed, I've missed this for years. But I want you to get it today. When thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, ye shall serve God on upon this mountain. You're going to come here. You're going to come back to this very point. You're going to cross the Red Sea. And you're going to come into Egypt into Arabia, into Midian, and you're going to serve God on this mountain. So what is this mountain called? Well, it tells us the name of the mountain in Acts chapter 7, verse 29. Let me read this passage. It's like the parallel passage of what we've already read. Then fled Moses at this saying, and was a stranger in the land of Midian. There appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, an angel of the Lord in a flame of fire in a bush. All right, so that burning bush is where? Mount Sinai. And where is that located? In Midian, in Arabia. So it's not just going through the Suez side of the Red Sea, but it's the Aquaba. Very clearly, we have that burning flame it's where Mount Sinai is. And God said, you're going to bring the people right back here and you're going to worship me. And we know that they went to Mount Sinai, but now we have a better idea of where they're at. So what about your Bible maps? The Bible maps has it on the left side, the west side of the Aquaba, when apparently it must be on the east side of the Aquaba in Arabia. What do we have here? Well, we simply have this. Your Bible is inspired and without error, but your Bible maps are not part of the inspired part of the Bible. This is man's attempt to try to pinpoint some of these areas. And we're not left there alone. We have also in the book of Galatians chapter 4, and if there's nothing clearer than this, I don't know what could be clearer, for this Agar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. So the Bible very clearly tells us that Sinai, the Mount Sinai, is in Arabia. Now, why is this important? Because the third title deed, as we read in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 24, tells us this. Every place where on the soles of your feet shall tread shall be yours. From the wilderness and Lebanon, the north and south borders, From the river, the river Euphrates, and into the uttermost sea shall your coast be. So we've got east-west borders. We've got the north-south borders. And uh, what does a title deed do? A title deed tells us boundaries and tells us legal owners. Who's he talking to? He's talking to Moses. Moses is of the seed of Isaac. Just like we were told in chapter 17 that Isaac would, that his seed and his seed after him would be heirs of the promise, and that land that is attached to that promise belongs to them. And so God expands from just the land of Canaan to include all this land. And so this is very significant. The significance of this is that it includes lands and countries like Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Yemen, Oman, United Arab Emirates, Kuwait, western part of Iraq, Amman, Jordan, Lebanon, and southern parts of Syria. All this is in between those rivers and between the northern boundary and the southern boundary. God says, if you walk in that area, it is yours. Now, I shared in yesterday's broadcast that they left their mark behind. Here in the West, when we claim land, we put our stake down. Uh, There they leave their sandals or mark their sandals. And so these uh, petroglyphs, uh, drawings of sandals all over rocks around Arabia is, is there. And the Arabs know the Jews did this. That's why Osama bin Laden said this back in 2014. What if Israel expands its borders and says that our borders extend down to Medina, down into Arabia, They're afraid of this. They're afraid that Israel might expand its borders. So why is there conflict over there? It's simply this. If they keep the Jews busy fighting for the land that they currently control, if they have to keep fighting to keep that, then they're not going to be busy trying to expand their borders. But here's the truth. I doubt if Israel actually knows that they... That, they, that God has promised all this land to them. Most of us Christians are, aren't aware of it. Uh, I wasn't uh, aware of it until I started studying this after 2014. And I've got to thank Osama bin Laden to put me on the trail to, uh, when he said that, got me wondering why would Muslims think that Jews would claim land down in Arabia? So I started studying these things. And I came to find the Bible tells me that the Jews were in Arabia. The Bible tells me that they were promised everywhere they walk shall be theirs. Now, is there other physical evidence that they were there? Absolutely. We now know the crossing point of the the Hebrews when they came out of Egypt. When the Jews came out of Egypt, we know where they crossed. It's in the Aquaba. It's right at the edge of what's called Nueva Beach. There's a crossing point there's a gentle incline there's a land bridge underneath the water everywhere else in the Alcaba, it's a mile down a mile across and a mile straight up but in this one little area there's a gentle decline and incline over to the other side and it's a land bridge and under there they've sent uh, expeditions there the governments wouldn't allow them to remove it but they've been able to film it we found the chariots the chariots are there The debris from it. Then when you get to the other side, everything that we're told that transpired uh, when the Jews were leaving and they were wandering in the wilderness and the tabernacle was set up and they were there at Mount Sinai and the golden calf and all that type of stuff there, all these things begin to fit. For example, uh, just not far on the other side, there's this huge rock about 60 feet high it's split into. It still stands. It's, uh, uh, it's water eroded in the middle of it. And below it, there was evidence that once a lake being there. Perhaps, I think there's great support to say this is exactly where Moses struck the rock and the water flowed and, and provided sustenance and water for the Jews. Not far from Mount Sinai, There, there's this big flat rock there at the foot. Uh, it's a place that could easily be used as an altar. You zoom up closer to it there, and you find there petroglyphs. petroglyph. Someone drew Egyptian cattle all over it. And there's also something else drawn on it, menorahs. The menorah was given to the uh, Jews during this time, the seven uh, candlestick there, because this is the very location that we have the tabernacle being uh, being born. Who else would draw menorahs? Only Jews would do that. And uh, there out at Mount Sinai, the Bible tells us in Exodus chapter 19 that God sent a fire. You can see a scorch at the very top of Mount Sinai. It's, uh, it's like it's all blackened. The rock up there is blackened. And it's a different uh, type of a rock formation, which is quite unusual the way it looks there. And it's possible that um, that it was the fire of God that came down. We know that pillars were constructed in uh, different places there. Uh, Exodus chapter 24, a dozen pillars there were built for for each tribe. And we see remnants of these pillars, clearly carved out stone. But there's so, so many things to show us that the Jews were there at that location. So what does this mean? The land that Arabs think that is theirs... Actually, now belongs to the Jews, according to the word of God, and they live in fear and worry about these things, wondering because everything, every time, every war that they set up against Israel, even though they outnumber them about three to one, weapons and and um, men to fight, and all the different things uh, and this element of surprise and stuff. Every time they've gone up to try to defeat Israel, they've not only lost, they've lost big time and they've lost land as a result. And they can't figure it out why God, why their God, Allah, is not blessing them in their struggle against Israel. Well, the problem is their God is not real. Israel's God and our God is the one true God of heaven and earth. That's it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corners of Truth and Courage. God bless you.